Viewing life from a hearse, it could be worse. Laugh, think, and cry with the country undertaker. I don't remember how it all began, but the five years I'm about to tell you about are no doubt some of the fondest memories I have as a boy growing up in Reynolds, Georgia. I think it was the first formal Little League organization in the history of Reynolds. Youth baseball had been played since the beginning of time in Reynolds, but I don't think it had ever been quite like this. By the way, the Reynolds Little League was not a budgeted item in county or city government. It was started, organized, and maintained by a few parents who cared about the kids in town. I was fortunate enough to be one of the beneficiaries of their care and concern. The parents who cared who come to my mind are people like Willie Galtney, Hubert Arnold, Bobo Bartlett, W.T. Williams, Pat Patterson, and Sammy McCrary. If I remember correctly, Willie was the chief organizer. I know there were others, but these men were always there. They were sacrificing their Saturdays and many evenings after work to make sure the kids had this opportunity. There were four teams the Giants, the Indians, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. The ages of the players ranged from age 8 to age 12. The uniforms were first class. There were no, I need $15 for the shirt and you go buy the pants speeches at the beginning of the year. The professional jerseys and baseball pants and the stirrup socks all matched, and they were all paid for by local merchants. The schedules were not printed on sheets of paper and handed out. Instead, they were printed on professional cards paid for by local politicians or businesses with their ads on the back, schedules in which the Atlanta Braves would be proud. The league started in the summer of 1963. Major League Baseball had real heroes in those days like Mantle and Mays and Aaron, Musial, Koufax, and Drysdale. I was eight years old going on nine and already a huge baseball fan. But as a player, I had to play against boys who were 12 years old, going on 13. I can still remember the horror of having to face the much older fireballer pitcher named Steve Peacock. Local attorney and lifelong friend Chuck Bird still has nightmares of the day he was hit by a Steve Peacock fastball. Years later, when Steve worked for the city of Reynolds and I was a local undertaker, I was still intimidated by him. And I also remember facing the southpaw, Wayne McInvale. He didn't throw quite as hard, but it was plenty hard enough with not much control. Wayne hit about three or four batters per game. I made sure my helmet was on securely when I faced Wayne. The interesting thing about this Reynolds Little League was that younger guys would get better and better as the years continued. For instance, by the time I was 10, facing guys two years older was a piece of cake. By the time my group was 12, we would now dominate the league. We had paid our dues, learned by a lot of hard knocks, and now we're pretty doggone good baseball players. As I look back, there are a couple of lessons I learned from my incredible Little League experience. First, it doesn't hurt to be put in situations in life where we're overwhelmed. We learn how to survive, and the experiences provide us with enormous opportunity later. 
We may not appreciate the short-term benefit of those circumstances, but the cumulative effect is rather amazing. No different from when I first started working for corporate America many years ago. I was completely overwhelmed, but I survived, and the cumulative effect of many uncomfortable experiences made it possible for me to do what I ended up doing. If I was never put in a situation where I was stretched beyond my ability, I don't think I would ever have a chance to grow to my potential. I still appreciate the overwhelming moments this life always has a way of providing. Secondly, the importance of organized youth sports can never be underestimated. Not only do young kids learn about teamwork, personal success, and how to keep going when there's been a temporary failure, but the memories of the people who played with them will stay with them the rest of their lives. Contrary to some opinions, the purpose is not to make Major League Baseball players. The odds of that happening are about the same as winning the lottery. But the purpose is to teach lessons to kids about teamwork and accountability and to learn about the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. One thing is for sure, there will be plenty of both as their lives continue. Amazingly, it has been almost 60 years since the great men and leaders I have mentioned thought enough of the kids in our community to start our very organized and first-class Little League in Reynolds. All of these guys have now gone on to glory, but the investments they made are still paying off. Little League, but large lessons. One of my greatest influences during those days was Pat Patterson. He moved to Reynolds with the railroad. I have forgotten all the positions he held over the years while he was with the railroad, but I do know he managed the depot in Reynolds and worked for the railroad most all his life until he retired. The Patterson family lived right up the street from me when I was a kid. My brother and I played with Billy and Cal up and down the streets of Reynolds as we were growing up. We have been lifelong friends. Janet, Pat's wife, and their mom has always been a special friend to me. She and my mom were friends for years. I remember being sad when the Pattersons moved away. They really didn't move that far, though, only two streets over. They moved in a new house next to the ball diamond. It actually worked out really good to have somewhere to go when it started raining when we were playing ball, but it was tough for me when they moved. When Pat Patterson passed away many years ago, the Pattersons asked me to speak at his funeral service. I was honored to do it, and it caused me to stop and think about some pretty important stuff. Pat, I called him Mr. Pat, by the way, was a tough guy. He was strong as an ox and never had a bit of trouble telling you what he thought about whatever subject that happened to be on the table. He never backed down from anybody. I remember he was umpiring a church softball game one night and one of the leaders in a particular church got mad at a call he made at second base and temporarily lost his Christianity. He got in Mr. Pat's face to express his displeasure. I thought Mr. Pat was going to tear him apart. That church leader got in the wrong man's face. He almost lost his church membership permanently because I thought Mr. Pat was going to tear his head off. As a kid, I saw all that, but I also saw another side to this tough man. He was my little league coach. At a very important time of my life, he made me feel like I was the best ball player east of Mississippi. I remember he bragged on me to others when I didn't think he knew I could hear. As I got older, I realized he knew I could hear all along. He was motivating me to make me better, not only in baseball, 
but also in life. And he was very good at doing that. I smiled years later when I was standing with him watching his grandson, Brad, play high school ball. Brad was playing first base, and a pop fly was hit in the infield. As Brad was looking up and reaching up to catch the ball, the, run- the runner ran him over. It was a cheap shot while Brad was defenseless, and I thought Mr. Pat was going to go through the fence. He was ready to whip the boy and his parents and his grandparents. I smiled because he was still tough as they come, and he still would not back down from anybody, even as a senior adult. He was mad as rip, and I was afraid he would have a heart attack that day. But the neat thing to me was that he just loved his grandson, and he wanted to protect him. He knew the rules of baseball, and it was a cheap shot. Billy and Cal had to calm him down that day. But I left that game reminded of my appreciation for him and thankful for the impact he had in my life for so many years. God just puts people in your life for the purpose of helping you become whoever he wants you to become. I have no doubt that Pat Patterson was one of those people. The truth is he probably never knew the impact he had on me. I did get to tell his family and all the friends who gathered for that funeral that day, but I never told him, and I wish I had. He was tough as nails, but he had a heart of gold. Viewing life from a hearse, it could be worse. Laugh, think, and cry with the country undertaker.